Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good evening, my friends. We are here at DrRoto.com. This is In The Cup. Johnny Danger with you here and my good friend Adam White back after a week off. How are you, sir? What's happening, Danger? Well, I just got off a plane. It's a beautiful, sunny evening at near 10 p.m. in uh, in South Carolina, and uh, it's uh, you know it's beautiful. It's beautiful here. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing how late the sun stays up, being that you're closer to the East Coast than we are here in Michigan. Right? No, I mean it's just it's magical. <laughs> the Carolinas are magical. It's absolutely beautiful here. But, Crazy. Uh, Anyways, we are happy to be here talking PGA DFS uh, for the Wyndham. And uh, I'm excited about it, man. Right here at drroto.com, your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Adam, how did you do last week, week before? Did you watch some Olympic golf? Uh, I did watch some Olympic, both men's and women's. I thought the women's event was even more entertaining than the men's. It just felt more authentic, I guess, their enthusiasm for the event. But um had a decent week two weeks ago. I think you and I had touted uh, Mr. Johnny Vegas. We did. And wrote I had a whole highlight reel there, uh, real ready to go. And then he like double bogged right as I was like putting the final final touches on it. And then I just I felt dirty putting it out there. Then I don't know why I just tend to crush it at the at the three M. That's where I have my closest ever to like winning a big GPP. And I think I quadrupled my money that week. Um, Almost every event or every lineup had like six out of six. So that was good. Last week I took a bath. I did not have any answer despite placing a wager on him, a small one, unfortunately. But uh, no, I, I heard you had a pretty good week last week. Huh? Man, you know, I had a great week. Uh, I finished fourth in the GPP. Uh, you know what my problem was, though? Accidentally yeah, entered a winner take all. <laughs> <laughs> fourth place doesn't feel as good in those it really doesn't uh but you know I, I had answer and i had a couple other guys and uh, i think i had the first second and, and like first tied for second and like fourth place guy and then uh the, my only problem was is i as i had davis in there you know my love of cams right i mean mm -hmm. i tell the cam every week and i took him out shame on me and uh, the guy I replaced him with finished like 55th it wasn't wasn't good but i took fourth which normally would you know net me some cash but Hey, pay attention to the contest selection, my friends, because do not enter a winner-take-all when you did not mean to enter a winner-take-all. You know what's funny? Is speaking of speaking of uh, contest selection, I was just thinking about how different it feels to finish fourth in a 50-50 like, where you go, ah, whatever, I finished fourth, it doesn't matter. I could have finished like 40th out of 100 and it, wouldn't, it would have been the same. You feel like the opposite of that feeling. Oh, it's the You're worst. Like, fourth doesn't mean anything. It's like... The worst thing to enter if you finish fourth. First, your worst. Just... Well, it is what it is, man. But is hey, you have a good lineup, at least. Well, hey, you're listening to us live right now. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, everywhere you can find Dr. Roto. Um, but also, please make sure you go to drroto.com. Check out the premium article put out by uh, Coach White uh, every week. Uh, he didn't put an article out last week, but he was here with me in your stead because you couldn't make it. You were on vacation. And uh, he picked answer last week and he picked the winner the week before in his premium article so make sure you are checking out the premium articles over there as well not just us schmucks going over the field yeah before we get going i do want to say shout out to the other a dub for uh 
for filling in last week admirably. I watched the show, listened to the show, and thought it was very good. So you guys hit on some good picks last week. Hey, we had a good week. It was a very, very nice week. So let's do it again. Tell us about the Wyndham Championship. So the Wyndham is played at Sedgefield Country Club. It's a Donald Ross course, which is kind of what I grew up on. So I'm always quite fond of these types of layouts. Older style country club. So you're going to have some tree line par fours more than you typically see, but it's not a long course. So you're going to see a lot of guys that don't normally contend on these longer courses that have a chance this week. It's a par 70, just over 7,100 yards, a couple of very long par threes, even by PGA Tour standards. And as you've pointed out in your model, a lot of par fours. So a lot of par fours leads to us knowing kind of what distance they'll be striking their approaches from. And um, there could be an advantage there. The other thing is there's only two par fives. So par five scoring, the bombers that eat up on those can't really do that here. So it's my kind of golf course. I I like this kind of uh, course from an entertainment standpoint. You can have a lot of different types of players up there. Yeah, you you. it's kind of fun. In today's length, it's kind of fun to take the bomber equation out sometimes. Definitely. And it was impressive that Bryson was able to hold it together until about the back nine last week. Right. Um, being that he had to club down a lot on some of those par fours and he's starting to, he, he plays some tournaments where he has to club down. He doesn't have much of a choice because there's nothing to be gained from taking on dog legs. And uh, he's contended, but God, did he fall apart in the back nine last week? That was actually kind of fun to watch. Right. <laughs> if you're well, not a Bryson fan. I kind of zeroed in, you know, we like approach, but I kind of zeroed in and did proximity from 150 to 175. And that's because there is a lot of par fours. And so you're going to see a lot of that, um, you know, mid-range approach shot. So I kind of zeroed in on that on the model this week. So I really looked at birdies are better as we like to, uh, ball striking. Uh, you know, these are things that we look at every week. And then I kind of added in the Bermuda grass putting. Uh, I find that kind of important when you switch over from, you know, uh, playing in the Olympics, switching over to East Coast, West Coast. It's, it's nice to look at the putting surface. Personally, I know Coach White doesn't really uh, look at the putting as much as you and I do, but we like that. And then... Um, what else did we do? We did fairways gained. I did fairways gained. And I've been kind of looking at DK point scoring because um, sometimes, like our guy Johnny Vegas, who's in this field, which we touted the uh, other week, um, you know, he's he didn't finish top five, but, man, he finished in, like, number six or seven in overall scoring. So, so sometimes it's nice to look at just DK scoring as well when we're building these lineups out. Definitely. And we talk about that a lot. I might reference somebody down a little bit lower price and say, they might not finish top 25 in the event, but they have a good chance to finish top 20 the way they make a lot of birdies and eagles. So uh, we'll talk about some of that as we go through. Absolutely. So let's do what we do, shall we? I think we shall. Let's take a look at the top of this field. I mean, you got a guy named Hideki right at the top. Not only is he in the top in the DK salary at 11K, but he's number one in our model this week. Any reason to discount that? We tend to go away from the person at the top of the field quite frequently. I'm having a hard time finding reasons to fade Hideki this week. I am too, especially when you look at kind of how you're going to construct your roster. There are a lot of good, in my opinion, value plays for the quality of this field down in the 7K range and then like the lower 8. So um, starting with Hideki makes a lot of sense. He, he played great under pressure at the Olympics. That's a ton of pressure on him. He's really the only guy with a legit shot to medal from Japan. He was in that playoff to, to get a bronze medal and then came back last week and lipped out to um, to win the event on the first playoff hole last week. 
So he was right there again, and he's just got that extra bit of confidence being the Masters champ. So I see no reason to go away. His strokes gained approach numbers on the weekend last weekend were absurd. But I'm going like to make it tough for you. Even though we, we, we very rarely start off with liking the guy at the top, I'm going to make it even harder for you because I like the guy in number two slot. I like the guy in number three slot. I might have to do more than my my two or three lineups this week because I'm going to want a piece of Louie. Louie has been not only on fire and finishing, although he did kind of let us down on Sunday, uh, but DK scoring, man, Louie's been really hard to beat lately. He has, but he's a little bit older, and he may not have a ton of motivation at this point in the season, being that he's already kind of peaked. Um, so I'm actually going to get a little ballsy this week and fade Louie. He kind of faltered on the weekend last weekend, and uh, his run's got to come to an end at some point. He can't finish top three every week. And then last week he faltered, but still. DK scoring, though. Put up plenty of points, yeah. It's killer. But now yeah. it's paying off, though, because, I mean, away. I should say it's, it's playing out because he's up at 10-7 now, which we love Louie when he's down in the low nines, high eights. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's a big that's a big part of it. I, I love Louie. You know I love Louie, but just, I guess, seeing the – five digits next to his name instead of four. And he's usually in the 8K range in these big events we play him at. It's just a hard, it's a tough pull to swallow. I can't do it. I think you got to plant your flag up here a little bit. I'm going with Decky. Having said all of that, there's a little something going on with Webb Simpson that might oh, boost man. him up in my personal model. I know. You love your you love your narratives. You love your little name games. Go for it. Go ahead. What did I tell you before the show? <laughs> this is the Wyndham Championship. Uh and we didn't i didn't know this till about 15 minutes ago webb simpson has a daughter named windham i should not have told you that yes 100 150 lineups he's going in 100 lock webb simpson's You're, gonna win the windham championship for his daughter windham you have some good reasons to play him you'd like to share as well well i mean i guess we could actually talk about him well, I guess. uh you know number one and birdies are better in the last 50 in the field Number eight in putting in Bermuda. Number eight in ball striking. Number one in DK points. I mean, he really just lines up perfect for this. And, and we like approach, right? And we like the uh, par four scoring. But specifically, par four is 400 to 450 yards. He's number 13 in the field. So getting down to the nitty-gritty, man, Webb Simpson's probably the guy that's going to get the most play for me at the top of the lineups. And I, I can't hate on that because in addition to being great in all those stat categories, he's also got a tremendous track record here. He's finished top three the last four years in this very event. So, And he's a North Carolina boy. He's from the Carolinas. Like, how do you how do you go away from him? I don't know. I'm, he's also going to be probably the highest owned guy in GPPs. Up here for sure. If, they, if there's someone that emerges as a huge value and people love in the 8K range, maybe he's – out owned, but I think he's going to be top two at least. Yeah, ownerships I'm looking at, he's number two. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's going to stay right up there. But that's okay because I think you and I have our eyes on some value that's going to go overlooked a little bit later. So let's keep going down this field. Uh, who else do you like at the top here? We usually look at a 10K and up. Any interest in Kokrak or Zelatoris? I do have some interest in Kokrak. Um, I think I'm going to go top and bottom here. So Kokrak's I just hate Kokrak's price, though. I just have a hard time. Maybe he, he's a different golfer than we've been talking about for the last two years, but it still is, is. very difficult for me to stomach Kokrak at 10K. 
That's the thing, though, is I think a lot of people are going to be scared off of him for that reason. But you've seen it. I mean, he looks good in the model because his ball striking numbers are great. And he's also got a little extra motivation, which I do believe in. He's fighting for a Ryder Cup spot. So outside of those top six that are guaranteed, like he's going to be one of the guys in the conversation for like the ninth or 12 spot. So he's got some motivation. I, I do like Kokrak on the bottom end here. So um, we're building stars and scrubs is what you're telling me. And I got to start look, looking at deep value. If you're, if you're, that's tough. If you're building one lineup, maybe. Right. But like you said, you want to build more so you can get a few of these top end guys. In. I do. I do want to build more. So let's get to how I can build more. Let's look at this very small 9K field. Um, I'm not really in love with any of them. Uh, uh, Henley uh, fits the model pretty well, but he's also the number one projected ownership at the moment. So I, I think I skipped this whole 9K range, and I don't feel bad about it. Nobody on that group uh, really sticks out. But I will tell you, if you watched the show last week, we were talking about how last week's course had the most water around the greens of any course on the tour this year, and we were talking yeah. about who would be – the tin cup of the week, and we kind of picked Tony Finau. Lo and behold, it was Si Woo Kim who hit five into the water yep. in one hole. <laughs> so, he sure did. Uh, pretty funny. So I'm not interested in the 9K range, and because I like so many guys in the 10K range, I think we're just going to have to dig deeper. I'm, yeah, I'm willing I, to just skip 9K and move down. I do like I do like one guy for sure. Um, some of these guys like Harmon, Fleetwood, Sungjae, High nines is just too, a little bit too high for me to pay for the way they've been playing. Um, they've all shown it in flashes, but nothing consistent out of Sungjae this year. I do like Matthew Wolf though. He's starting to refine some form. He's been like one round off his last two or three events from really contending. Um, so I, I think Wolf is worth playing. He makes birdies and bunches when he's on too. So that's I don't it. think I'm ready for him yet. No Bubba? No. Mm -mm. Wolf is number 30 in my model. I'm not paying 9K for somebody that low in my model. Bubba yeah, he, had a long, he had a long mm. stretch where he was, a, he was off. He my model does not off. like the 9K range, my friend. I'm okay with that. Yeah, like I said, Wolf's the only guy I want to pick out. If you're getting two guys in the 10K range, you better be selective with who else you take in the 9 and 8s. Yeah. Yeah, good with moving on to the 8Ks. So I'm going to move on here. Um, Fun fact about Mr. 8900, as you shared with me earlier. <laughs> Bobby Mack is not liked by the model whatsoever. Ooh, 128th in the model. Yeah, for a guy that high. And, you know, he's a guy I'm expecting to start playing well in the States at some point. But I don't think it's going to be here. Not at that price. I'm not playing him. Well, let's take a look at a guy that the sharp betters are um, inclining to, Mr. Seamus Power. I don't know if I would place an outright on him to win back to back, but yeah, we we talked about his finishes eighth, eighth, and first in his last three events. Um, Took he's a couple of weeks off. Took a couple of weeks off, and that's the question: is how focused after winning his first tour event and knowing that his future is secured, how hard has he been working, and how motivated is he to go back out there and grind again? I don't what about know. local take, area Kevin Kisner? Yeah, I just can't. Something, something's not right with Kiz. His recent tournaments have been pretty terrible. I mean, he found some form back in late June, early July, but um, I'm just not comfortable. He's been inconsistent this year, extremely. Well, you know, I never miss an excuse to talk about Streels. 
Oh, you love streels. Yeah, popped I, up number two in my model, my man. I do too this week. We talked about him a little bit pre-show, but man, Streelman's a tough guy to get away from. He only has so many courses. He's been playing great in the majors this year, but normally it's like he's on your colonials and your shorter courses where these guys contend. Uh, Rocket Mortgage, but he's playing well in the majors, and this is a course that's right up his alley. I love Streels this week. Boom. And I, I haven't loved, I just I haven't put him in my Streels first lineup. I think one major I might have played him, but I've played him very little this year. It's time. Let's go Streels. Yeah, man. I, uh, I He's the first one I'm going to drop into my main lineup right now. We're Do it. Start at 8,300, Kevin now, Streelman, and see how it goes. You talked about Siwoo. Did you see the picture of him and Kevin Na on the <laughs> on the plane leaving the World Golf Championships? I did not. So Kevin Na has the highest score ever recorded in PGA Tour history on a par four. Uh-huh. And now Siwoo, after his little 13 or whatever it was last week, hitting <laughs> they into posed the water together. five times. They did a pose in the plane because they flew out of there together. And uh, one's got one's got a four up, and then Siwoo's got three up because they each have the highest score on the par four ever, a par three ever. It's so funny. That's but we skipped over him at 8,800. Yeah. No, no nah for me. No McIntyre for me. No Woodland for me. We we were trying to will Woodland back into contention earlier this year. He's he's been playing better. He's been playing a lot better. He's got an eleventh and a seventh in the last two events. I mean, he he kind of teases us here and there, and then just goes away for a while. But he could be here to stay. I'm not opposed to him. Eighty seven hundred. He likes these courses where he clubs down and just hits those stinger long irons. Nope. I want two guys in the ten k. So we got to go lower, Adam. Let's go lower. Okay. Got to go lower. EVR is dead to me, so let's move along. EVR just won last week. Nope, he's dead to me. Never talking about him again. <laughs> he just won. That's the only reason he's AK, because he just won last week at the alternate field event in the WGC. <laughs> Rob Michael says, man, you guys know you ran around the golf course like Bobby Brown cares about his prerogative. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment. Thank I- you. I will. All right, let's get deep, man. I need the value, man. I want the I want the two guys at the 10K range. I want it. They got to be in this lineup, and I got to get Streelman at 83. So I got to get cheap. I got to get cheap. Yeah. Where am I going here? We know we love Johnny Vegas. We know we love the postman. What else is in the 7K range that I can uh, get some salary relief from? Right below, one of your old boys, friend of the show, Taylor Gooch. Gooch. Yeah, I like, I like Gooch a lot there at the uh, upper end of the 7K range. I don't know um, if I can play him without Cooch, though. I can't play a Gooch without Cooch. And there's Cooch no Cooch. In the field. I get, there, I, but I can't play Cooch because I'm not going to. So I can't. I, it's both or, or none. I can't play just one. It's better than playing off the of names. <laughs> like Wyndham. I mean, no, Gooch is, a, Gooch is a great play this week. Why? And you can play Cooch. Gooch is not a terrible play. Why is Gooch a good play this week? Because Gooch has been, his form has been trending. It's a, it's a good golf course for him. He's a good ball striker. Like he hasn't finished outside the top forty in his last four events. That Two means top he's due for good missing courses. a cut, Adam. No, he finished top top thirty five at the British Open in his first British Open. That's impressive. So I like the guy. He makes a ton of cuts, and this field is weak. So yeah, I think I think Gooch is a very good play at seventy seven. Talk about somebody who's been missing cuts, Matt Coocher. Cooch, yeah, he has. We're not gonna. We're not gonna talk about him. I have no interest. No. Do you happen to have ownership projections pulled up? I do. What would you like to see? I'm. I'm wondering about Mackenzie Hughes at 7,600. I told you, man. He's way down in their model. 
I know. I'm just wondering what his ownership is going to be, except he's going to be very high owned. Like way down in their model. And he's way down in ownership at 4.3%. Yeah, a guy who can get hot on Bermuda is uh, Pat Kazari. He's been playing some golf as of late. 7,600, another guy I like in the 7K range. That Southern is, boy tends yeah. to play well in his climate. I like him a lot. All right. You going right. back to the chesticle? Hmm. I kind of like Hank Leviota better. Yeah. You you think he's going to get back to his his good form from a few weeks back? Yeah, I hope so. I just, I just like saying Hank the Tank, I think. That's probably it. I think it yeah. is. He's a lefty too. I, I just I like the movie Old School, and um, yeah. I don't hate it. I mean, he had three top tens going to the three M. Missed the cut by a shot. He went um, through. Missed it on the number. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I had him in one lineup that week. Yeah. He withdrew. We were very sad. HV three. What do you think? He's basically like. HV three has some good history here. Yeah, he, he's basically like. Top 15 or miss the cut. That's kind of what you get. Yeah, and down here you want that kind of boomer bust. Mm -hmm. You want a guy who could go contend. I would take that over a guy who like, might make the cut half the time but will finish anywhere between 40th and dead last of guys that make the cut. That doesn't do any good for you. All right, top 10 in the model. A guy that you were all over and then become dead to you can you get the paddles out and revive Chris Kirk Luke. for me? Oh, Chris Kirk. Okay. Number eight in the model. Can you revive Chris Kirk? 7,200. I, I looked at him. He's a guy that we were riding earlier this year, and he played pretty well a couple times. But Sorry, number nine in the model. I can't. I can't go back to Dude, it. Dude, he's a par four scoring machine. He is. He is. Maybe I got EVR syndrome like you have, but uh... – Number one in scoring par fours over 400 yards. Number one in scoring in the field in par fours over 400 yards. Why are you trying to do this to me? I'm, I, dude, I, I'm I just put, saying. I put him. Top 10 in the model. Can you revive him? Can you do it? I don't think so. Okay. I'm, I'm going to teach you some more, though. Let's keep going. I'm going to teach you some more. How about a guy that we made some fat first round leader money on earlier this year? Mr. Naismith. Oh, Matthew Naismith. We did win some first round leader money. Naismith is a guy that I am a little bit higher on, but there's a guy at the bottom of the, of the seven Ks here that um, I think we both really like. Okay. Mr. Joel Dahman. Oh, yes. Damon. At 72. There's a couple guys that we kind of skipped over. Like, He's number five in the model, man. Number five. Oh, it's it's time. Let's jump on it. When okay. when he's playing well, he knows he, he has right. to take advantage of his opportunities. Look, I, I'm, I'm going to put Naismith in there because I feel like this is a course for him, and I feel like every time I get excited about him, he at least makes a run on Thursday and Friday, and let's get some scoring in and then make him make the cut. Yeah, let's, that's all you need, right? Yep, at 6,600 for sure. Uh, let me go find our boy, Joel. Drop him in there. All right, look. Now, I've got Streelman at 83. I've got Naismith at 66. I've got 7,200 Joel Diamond. i got 9,300 a player left. This is looking good. 
I like where we're at. Oh, yeah. All right. Any more deep value guys? We're running kind of low on time. So let's um, uh, hit up some deep value guys. What you got down there? Yeah. So there's a couple guys. If we're done, if we're done with the seven K range, um, which I think we basically were. A so do I go like... Webb Simpson and pair him with Wyndham Clark to win the Wyndham championship? <laughs> no, it's not. So a Wyndham Clark, Clark and Webb Simpson's daughter, Wyndham. It's not a Wyndham Clark type course, in my opinion. <laughs> Why can't you but, play my games with me, Adam? Why must you crush all my dreams? I'm just trying to be like Webb Simpson's actually a good play. I just want you to play him for the right reasons. Okay, okay, good. Right. Um, just a reminder, yeah, so, my friends, we are just going down and previewing uh, this course with our first look through the field. Please make sure you go to drrono.com and look up Coach Al White's article. He has picked the winner in his favorite plays two weeks in a row. We can make it three. I do believe. I do believe in him. I think we can. I'll be curious to read that myself. All right. So we got a local Michigan boy who we've talked about before. What's that matter to uh, this kind of course? Though? Well, it's his kind of course. Okay. All right. He's got three top 15s in his last four events. Uh-huh. Did not play well last week, but it's not really his kind of course. I think I think Stewart bounces back this week. Uh-huh. I do like Stewie. Okay. Um, another guy that I like is at 6,800. Um, Bryce Garnett. Don't usually love the guy, but he's got a couple really good finishes here in the past couple of years, and he's been trending pretty well and playing some good golf of late. So if you're looking okay. for a guy who's very likely to make the cut down there, I like Bryce Garnett a lot. He's got two top 20s here in the last three years and two top 20s in his last three events. So those two things kind of line up. Are you? Let's go back up a minute and, and just, I feel like we didn't give him his due. Johnny Vegas. Are, are we playing Johnny Vegas again, or did we kind of strike lightning once and we should just uh, forget about that and move on? Um, yeah, Johnny Vegas is like, he's like a teeter-totter. Like he's, he was just up and then he's going to come down. He's, this so is he's not number one off the tee in the field, up. but you said that that doesn't really matter this week. No, it does. You want to be, but more than anything, you want to be accurate off the tee so you can take advantage of the, the mid to short irons into yeah. the greens. So he's number one in length course. and number 70 in fairways gained. Yeah. So, okay, maybe not. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll look not away. Look away. Not this week. He doesn't look have four. Away. Like, he kills the par fives. That's Johnny Vegas's thing. He's only got how, about if I'm, how about if I'm starving and I'm just craving a sandwich on a big old hoagie? Tommy Hoagie. He's number 14 in the model. I mean, he's he's looking good in par four, proximities, ball striking. Not so good in putting, though. We've hit it pretty good a few times, picking guys who are lined up everything but putting and just hoping they have that good putting week. Are you talking Tom Hoagie or Bo yeah. Hoag? No, Tom Hoag. Okay. I know. Hoag, come sure. on, man. You know what we do. We, you know what we do around here. I know Hoagie. Hollywood Hoagie. Yeah. He's the man. No, I'm not jumping on this week though. Personally. Fourteen in the model at sixty three hundred. It's it's tough. Like if if I was playing big GPPs, I'd probably put him in at maybe ten percent of my lineups. Okay, that's the best I'll give you on him. He's just he's been playing terrible lately. All right, I'll, I'll give it up. I, I got Naismith down there, and I don't need anything really deeper than that. Yeah, but there's there's a couple other guys in the six K range that are actually really worth playing. So, um. You don't have to shy away. Like Roger Sloan is worth playing. He's he's a guy that does well in these um, 
weaker fields. And although it's got a few guys up top that are good, like it's nowhere near the caliber of last week's field. So I like Roger Sloan there. He's a cup maker at this kind of event. And then Sam Ryder, man. Ryder's like, he's a very streaky player. His strokes can approach. If you look at his like last five events, six events have been really good. So I like Ryder at 67 as well. Neesmith, I just can't do, man. He's been he's been really bad lately. But one guy I told you, like pre-show, um, one of the kind of up-and-comers from the Corn Ferry Tour is uh, Davis Riley. He's certainly a guy you could punch in there. I think he's a 6,800. Super young, makes a ton of birdies, you know, plays on Bermuda a lot. So he could be a good look. I don't want to go as deep as Bogey, though. Where is he at? Hang on. Riley? Yeah. Davis Riley. I don't see him. Mm, maybe I'm mixing the name up. I'll find it. Yeah. But beyond that, like I don't think we need to dive too deep into the 6K range here. Fair enough. All right, buddy. Well, let's get out of here. Let's do what we do at the top. Let's look from the very top, down to, well, let's do 8,500 at Seamus Power. Give me Davis one Tom. guy, one guy you like from 85 to 11, your favorite play right now. Preview, first look, not diving too deep. Who do you like? Absolute favorite up here, huh? Yep. Not going to go wealthy, not going to go there. Starting where? 8K? Eight, eight five, eight five and eight up. five. Man. I know that's a big field. I, I just want to get your gut feeling. You need to go faster. Like a guy to win, like yep. Abe Anther last week, right? Yep. I'll go Matthew Wolf, man. He's at ninety three hundred. Guy's a proven winner. I'm not going to say one of the top guys, so let's do it. Matthew nah, Webb Web Simpson's winning. Next, all right, eighty four to seven K. I think. All right, who's my dog? Who's my dog here? Let's see what we got. I uh, oof, I don't. Yeah. I like I like posted. I like posting like to surprise Anderson? people. I like posting yeah. to surprise people. I like him for a top ten finish coming out of uh, seventy eight hundred. Yeah, I like posting this week too. We talked about him. No Hank the Tank for you, huh? Nope. Poston's my guy. Who you got? Cool. I'm actually going to go anybody 7K to 8,500. I'm going to go Joel Dahman. Okay. I can dig that. I like Dahman a lot. All right. And one gut play way down below. I'm sticking with Matt Naismith. First round leader, cut maker, going to score some points for us. Okay. I will see you, Matt. You're Matt Naismith, and I will raise you a Bryce Garnett. All right. I dig it, man. Any parting thoughts? Uh, yeah, it was Davis Thompson, not Davis Rally. I was Thompson. Uh, trying to think of. Davis Thompson sense. is a legit play now that we remember his name. Um, other than that, no, man, it's been a fun stretch of golf. A lot of playoffs, a lot of uh, events coming right in the last few holes. So hopefully we get another one. Absolutely. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. And, again, look out for Coach Al White's article of his favorite picks. He's picked two in a row. Let's go for three. Stick with us at drroto.com for all of your other sports, not just PGA, but MLB. Uh, continuing season, NFL offseason, NBA uh, free agency. There's been all kinds of great stuff on here. 
keep it up, drroto.com. Please check it out. And if you are a subscriber, you will have access to all of our staff in our premium Discord. So you have to get in there and we will personally answer your questions. Until next week, my friend, it's a pleasure. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.